welcome to My Chaotic Closet. I'm your host, Michelle, and today we are going to talk about Poshmark. So get ready! Hey guys, hope you guys had a great week and your weekend is starting off good. I've been pretty busy lately. I am in the middle of a Poshmark project. What's new, right? I am currently taking everything out of my Poshmark shipping room, what was supposed to be my shipping and packing room, and turned into an inventory oversupply room. <laughs> Unlisted inventory oversupply. Um, so let's just talk about it. I went to Home Depot initially and I bought 10 extra large moving boxes and I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. These are extra large. They're big, large and in charge. Like I'm good to go. <laughs> Filled those up. Did not make a dent in my unlisted inventory. Like when I say it didn't make a dent, it almost looked like I had more stuff when I was done filling these boxes up. I'm like, hold on, hold on. This is not real life. <laughs> so, drove my happy butt back down to Home Depot a few days later. I got... Was it a few days later? I'm trying to think. I think it was Monday. So, yeah. I think I went Saturday the first time and then Monday. Um, I got 16 large moving boxes because I did find the extra large were quite heavy. I was having to fill them about like a third of the way move them into my garage and then like finish filling them and it was just kind of a kind of an ordeal and I'm like if I get the large ones I should be able to tote these pretty easily into the garage <laughs> not really not really because I need to utilize the full space and like capacity of these boxes because I have so much inventory um they get heavy they get real heavy fill one with jeans and whoo you're like it hurts. It, you, I was stubbing my toe. Just everything. Um, I am almost done with the 16 boxes. I think we are probably at about like box 10 or 11 of the 16. Maybe 12. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a difference in my room. Um, I am nowhere near done. <laughs> I can finally see a difference, but yeah. I'm just nowhere near done. And the problem is I was supposed to go through the inventory and get rid of a bunch while I was doing it. And it's just so overwhelming that I only got rid of things that I was just like, yeah, that's definitely a no. Um, and anything that I was like, well, maybe I kept. <laughs> so that wasn't great. I really just need somebody to be with me while I'm doing this and help me make the hard decisions because I have so much inventory. But, like, I was talking to a few of my friends, and they're like, yeah, but you worked hard to get all that. And I'm like, you're right. I get to keep it. Like, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know what's going on. It's just so overwhelming, and I need it to be out of my sight. So that's what we're working on now. And I kind of got the idea for today's podcast topic. So let's get into that. Okay, first of all, I have changed the topic of this episode so many times because... What I was doing this week was changing. My business model was changing, and that inspired the new episode. So, um, first, I had decided, like, okay, I'm taking my kids on a safari. We're going out of town for a couple of days. Really, it's just, like, one night and then kind of, like, two days. And I'm like, this is a great excuse to 
put my Poshmark store in vacation mode, completely clean my house, get this inventory good to go, get it set off every single time I stuck my store into vacation mode. I would get multiple comments from people saying, is this still available? I want to buy this. Like crickets before then. Crickets. Then you put it in vacation mode where it says not for sale and people want to buy your stuff. So I don't know if this is a trick. I don't know if this is a tip you guys should put in your back pocket. But apparently if you put your store into vacation mode and people see that the items aren't available, they want them. So there you go. So I was constantly going from vacation mode to out of vacation mode. So somebody could buy something and I finally just said, you know what, whatever. I don't care at this point. Like, like keep the damn store open. Whatever. I really, really wanted a break. I really did. But it's also hard to, like, completely stop my income. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm okay. I'm in an okay spot right now. I don't need that. But it's also, like, having a steady flow of income is always a good thing. So, anyway, no break for me. <laughs> I wanted to take, like, a full week off to you guys. Like, I wanted a full week off. I didn't even care if I wasn't making money, but it's all good. Like, I haven't had an insane amount of sales, but here's the kicker. Um, all of my printers aren't working. Yes, I have three. All of them are not working. <laughs> uh, so I was printing out labels at my sister's store, um, but now I'm going to need more labels. So I don't know if I'm going to go down to her store tomorrow just so I can print. Maybe I'll go out to brunch with her again or something. I don't know. But I need labels. <laughs> or I need a new printer. And I I waited too long to actually order one and have it overnighted on Amazon. Not to mention having a fourth printer. Kind of excessive. Just a little excessive. But, you know, in my mind it makes sense. Like, we can't get the three working. So just buy a fourth one. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, let's move on to today's subject yet again. So... Today we are going to be talking about my ever-changing Poshmark business model. And that will be the title of today's episode. Because I thought about it and my business model is ever-changing. And I realized that's why I love this job so much. Even though it can be love-hate at some times. It can be so overwhelming at some times. It can be so stressful at some times. When it's good, it is good. And I like that I can change my business model. I, even though it probably drives other people crazy and they're like, how do you keep up? I like that I can decide like... I'm going to only shop at the bins and I'm going to sell low. I'm going to buy low, sell low and just sell a lot of it and be a volume seller. And then I can go, you know what? Don't love that. Do not love that. I'm going to switch it up. So my new business model, which I've mentioned before, I believe, I don't know if I actually did mention this, but I am going to pay up again, but I'm paying up like doing very educated buys like paying up, but knowing that I'm going to be making, or I should potentially be making quite a bit off of the item. So I'm going to do a lot of luxury sourcing, a lot of online sourcing, and just kind of cut out the bins BS because I'm kind of over it. It's kind of hard for taxes. There's a whole lot of things that people don't talk about with shopping at the bins that are just freaking reality. And maybe we should talk about that today too. Maybe that should be its own episode. I don't know, but I'll get into it a little bit with you guys. So it is really hard for tax reasons to, it makes it very hard to like keep your spreadsheets with every single item you go out of the bins or decide how you're going to do that. There are different ways about to go about that, but it's not the easiest thing tax wise. And if somebody has some advice for me and like a system that they use to shop at the bins with taxes, I would love to hear it because my accountant was like, huh, you need to list every item. And I'm like, okay, that 
that's not going to happen. Like, I cannot price out every item because then I'd have to weigh out every item. It's just the whole thing, you guys. It really is. And people make the bins sound so magical and so great, and sometimes it is. But there's a lot of, like, hassle and trouble that goes with sourcing at the bins. Having to repair items, have, you know, dirty, nasty items. There's just so much. Like, it can be so good, but so bad. You know what I mean? But what we do love is sourcing non-nasty items, sourcing luxury items, sourcing designer items, having them arrive straight to your door, having, being able to do all of the research beforehand before actually purchasing the item and not really feeling a time crunch or feeling like you have to go into a certain corner and make sure you have reception and Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. Like, you can just do it all right there. Like, I can favorite my items or add them to my cart or whatever I do. I can screenshot them. I can Google lens them. I can do all the research and then just go ahead and buy it. I can have my stock photos ready to go. I can I can even draft my listing before I've purchased my item. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of great benefits to this. And while it can be a lot of work, it's also very cut and dry, sort of. Um, I really, really enjoy being able to just, like, screenshot those photos, go to Google Images, Google Lens, whatever, find it and see how much it's going for. Like, it's just so much easier than having... You don't have to try to get the perfect picture inside the thrift store that's, like, filled with a million, pe million of people. <laughs> you guys, by the way, it's, like, 1 a.m., so excuse, excuse me. I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> I just like how cut and dry it is, though. Like, no trying to get these perfect photos. Because when I was in a thrift store before, I'm hanging up the item. I'm finding the end of a rack. I'm hanging it up. I'm taking my photos. And then I'm going into photo room and removing the background. Because that is the only way most of the time I'm able to find an image on Google Lens. Is I need to remove the background for Google Lens to really focus on the item and be able to find me what I need it to find me. And it's a, it's a hassle. It's a pain in the butt. And like, we still aren't even home yet. Like, we're not, we're in a different store. We're hoping that this item's not flawed. And my Goodwills have changed their policies where they don't accept returns. So you go through all this trouble. You source your item. You find out that, okay, you know what? This is going to sell for 50 bucks. It's worth paying $6.99 for. You take it home and then you find out it has a big period stain inside the crotch because that has happened to me. <laughs> That's a story for another day, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really liking this business model, but I will never say like, oh, I'm going to stick to this for life. This is just what's working for me right now. And at the end of the day, what really matters is like, is this system working for you? Is this business... Is this business model working for you? Is it making you money? Is it making you happy? Is it making your is it making your business as easy as it could be? Is it not feeling like too much work? Reselling is always going to be a lot of work, but if you can figure out a system that works well for you, that you can manage well, everything is so much better. What I can tell you from volume selling you know, when I say volume selling, I don't know if it actually counts as volume selling. To me, it felt like volume selling because I was selling a good 20 to 30 items a day for a while and it got to be very overwhelming, very. And I did lots of lower end sales and it just got to the point where I said, this is not even worth it. 
it's just not worth it. It's not worth it for me to have to go in and do all this work to get three or four dollars from these people. Like at the end of the day, after cost of goods, it just isn't worth it. So here's my new business model. Feel free to try it out for yourself. Again, you need to find Madison's Patreon because that will help you out so much. But yeah, I'm really liking this whole new system. I will say, though, if you go to my Poshmark, you're not going to see a reflection of this system yet because I'm still sourcing a lot of my luxury items. A lot of them are just coming in. Like today I got my first little shipment of them. And I'm not doing, when I say luxury, I'm doing mid-tier luxury. I'm not doing, I'm just adding more like Reformation, Jonathan Simkay, Isabel, what's her last name? Isabel Morant or something. Stuff like that, where it's mid-tier. I'm not at this point in time. I'm not sourcing Gucci Gucci bags. I'm not sourcing Louis Vuitton bags. I'm not sourcing whatever. I may eventually, but we're kind of like mid-tier luxury at the moment, and I'm loving it. I'm super excited to get all this stuff listed, and yeah. My end goal is to be in a place where I have such high-end items that. I only need to sell a few a week or even a couple a day to be making a decent amount because with what I'm selling at the moment, that is not happening. Like, okay, I'm, I make a decent amount, but that's because I'm selling. I am packing up and selling and shipping at least 10 items a day, if not closer to 20 or more. And it's just not fun. It's overwhelming. It's stressful. It's too much. It's a lot of items to find. A lot of these end up being bundles. And then I just can't find one single item. It's a mess. It's a mess. So, yeah. Really hope this new system works for me. I just wanted to thank everybody so much for the support on the podcast. I'm so excited to say that we are finally actually monetized and have our first ad running. So, thank you for listening to the ad If you have heard it today, I really, really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys on Monday. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to rate and review it. Also, share it with a friend. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at My Chaotic Closet Podcast. Thanks, guys. Talk to you Monday.